Hello, everyone. Hi. We're back again. We're, we're back, just like we told you that we'd be back. Another episode of The Bot, The Chill Teachers. The OT, yeah. Again, in name only, just, you know, just talking about some of the, uh, I guess, some of the stuff that uh, is not the students. Right. That's the... Well, mainly, most of our episodes, and this one will too, continue to surface around the idea of the system and what's wrong with the system. In our humble opinions. Right. Mm -hmm. This this big uh, conglomerate, I imagine, (laughs) with lots of tentacles uh, is is what I envision Mm -hmm. um, as the system. The blob. You know, because it certainly seems to be every time we say something or bring something up, it is about... The system. Yeah, some some so. systemic thing that has a bunch of, uh, I like how you say that, a bunch of tentacles or a bunch of tendrils mm-hmm. seem to kind of go out and uh, and touch everything, kind of make the uh, make the lives of educators more difficult, uh, which of course has an effect on the students, and that's what we're, I mean, right. that's where we're, you know, where, where, where we're really going. So we decided to call today's episode who are these people? <laughs> uh, and you know, I I, I love that uh, uh, th- that title. Um, sounds like something a stand-up comic would say. It sounds like something Jerry Seinfeld. Who are these people, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a couple uh, a couple groups that uh, that I feel like we're going to uh, uh, talk about today. I know you have one in your head, and then I've got a. A very large umbrella group, uh, or or collection of groups in in my head. Uh, well, like right we do now. with everything, it's K yeah. twelve system and higher education mm-hmm. system, which both of them have issues, but in a different way. Well, yeah, the, somewhat the, of a yeah, different the, way. The issues find different expression, I think, mm-hmm. uh, in in certain ways. Um, why don't you talk about? Uh, the one that you have on your mind first, because okay. you were thinking about uh, about a group called, or at least in our state, it's called the Professional Teachers Professional Teaching Standards Board. Okay. So through my research, I decided to look this up because I'm not sure how many of you. I assume most of you are aware if you're listening and you know this is about teachers. Mm. But most people know that teachers have to be certified in specific areas in order to teach it. Mm -hmm. So I've spent my career getting all the endorsements and all of the certifications that I can Mm -hmm. so that I can teach in whatever area I would so choose, whatever. You you, you are what would be called uh, uh, highly qualified. Well, that's a term that they use for anything that you get an endorsement in, Mm -hmm. and they've determined the Department of Education has determined mm-hmm. that in order to be a teacher in that specific area, you mm-hmm. need to be what they deem highly qualified. Okay. So I, you could say I'm highly qualified in several different right. areas. Yeah, and broadly qualified because of the number. Right, of the number of endorsements, and, but also right. the yeah. age level. Sure. Kindergarten through the twelfth grade. Mm-hmm. So of endorsements yeah. in all of those areas. And I guess what's important to say, and I, I don't know if I'm if I'm doing this in in the right way, but it's important to say that. Um, all of that is separate course coursework, right? You right. want one of these things. You you have to right. receive you have to receive the teaching from someone else and take that and learn from it to then hone those skills right. as a teacher in yeah. that area. It's yes, a, so. it's, it's, a, it's a a certification or it's a again not, not really certificate. It's an endorsement, which is right. right. 
So it's funny because we we've kind of every episode we kind of find a way to bring in the EDD or the PhD. Mm-hmm. But I guess you could say with all of my credits, I would probably have a PhD at least, if not a PhD and an EDD or <laughs> two PhDs with the number of credits that I've compiled yeah. over over the course of the years. But um so when I'm looking at how teachers become certified in in our state specifically, but I looked at other states as well. Mm-hmm. And I will just say that one thing that really upsets me, and I guess would make this the bitchy part, is that our state, we pay an exorbitant amount of money to become certified um, in whatever area we're choosing to, and we have to renew our certification. And that's out of your pockets. Every five years. And I would say we're probably in the top five states for how much it costs. So not only do you have to have some type of teaching uh, coursework from a, a university or a college, mm-hmm. um, which that requires a bachelor's degree. So you had to pay for your degree. Right. Yeah. Um, and then you have to get your certification and in, in your teacher certification. Uh, every t- Every five years... It's renewed in our state, and you have to pay $200 in our state every five years mm-hmm. as a teacher to get that your license renewed, which in the amount that I've noticed in many states through my research hovers around $25, $30. There are some that charge as much as $50, yeah. but we're talking Wyoming is... That's up there. Is up there, right? Yeah. So... Well, and and not to mention the fact, didn't you tell me, and I don't mean to interrupt your train of thought, but but didn't you tell me that something like only 14 out of of the 50 states even have this? Well, yeah, I want to, I'll get to that in a second. But that's my point is that I, so because we pay so much, Mm -hmm. I started looking at what are we paying for? Like, what is, what am I paying? Who am I paying Mm -hmm. when I pay this money to renew my certification? And not to mention, when you have when you get your certification renewed, our state requires a certain number of clock hours or a certain number of uh, coursework at a college. At a, at a so I've chosen to do mine through the college route. I do pick up um, clock hours, whatever. Right. But so not only within that five year period, you're paying that two hundred dollars. You have to pay money for your college classes. Right. To then keep up your certification, call them like continuing education, sure, or something continuing like that, credits or, or whatever, yeah. whatever yeah. have you in your specialty yeah. area, yeah. whatever. Like lawyers now, might do this too. You now, know, sometimes have... a school district will offer a professional development sure. course that is free that you don't have to pay, and that counts towards your clock yeah. hours, whatever. Yeah. So, not to get down into the nitty gritty, but I just wanted to preface this by saying what got me thinking about looking into this because I think it's important. To understand it wasn't just, I'm mad about it. I want to go look at it. Right. So for all these years, I've paid to, re- you know, um, for my coursework. I've renewed now. This is my, well, every five years would be 50. So I've renewed three times now. Yeah. We'll have to renew again, again, and again, every five years, yeah. right? So I've paid now two, four, six hundred dollars mm-hmm. to get that certification renewed. But then if you want to add an endorsement or have something looked at, you have to pay more money. So our state is, again, one of the highest ones. If I want them to look at a certification or an application for certification, 
it's $100 just to look at the application and tell me whether I qualify for this right. certification. But when I say I send them an application, <laughs> who is that's, them? that's the who's them. Yeah. So as Jason mentioned, 14 states. So we are one of 14 states out of the 50 that have a separate entity that licenses teachers. And in our state, it's called the Professional Teaching Standards Board. Which, again, and I want to emphasize so that this can be clear, an entity separate from the State Department of Education. Right. So right. I looked this up. And um, so some states, not they don't have just an entire board separate from the Department of Education, from the State Department of Education, but they have some form of this uh, separate board. Ours is completely separate. Okay. So I want to reiterate that. This Professional Teaching Standards Board is completely separate from our elected uh, public instruction, mm -hmm. superintendent of public instruction in our state is elected, So, and she is in charge at the Department of Education in the state. So that is separate from this prof Professional Teaching Standards Board. Now, they have committees where they work together, and et cetera, et cetera. But through my research... Come on, in, Jen, everything gets better when you form a committee. Right. So um, through my research and looking this up, the, the state legislature actually created the Professional Teaching Standards Board in 1993. So the legislature created this separate board. Mm -hmm. This is where all my issues come from. Okay? Yeah. Because we've talked about this numerous times. The legislature is who funds education. Okay? And this is, again, why there's problems in the system. Who funds the education system? The legislature in every state. The, right? Yeah. The legislators and the legislatures. Yeah. Right. So yeah. the the people you elect as yeah. your legislator, yeah. and then as a and body. then as a body, yeah. the the state legislature, they uh, they determine the funding or they cut it or whatnot. They decided as a group, they the legislators in their body of in the legislature decided that they would fund a separate entity. I think the thing that I want to jump in here right is is you say 1993. And when you told me that number, I there's something that, that always, I don't know, maybe I'm the only person who thinks this way. 1993. In other words, not 1953. Mm -mm. Not 1893. Not 17. You know, it's not like it's been around since the beginning right. of time. 1993. Right. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah. and, and, not like and it, it was handed down by God. Right. Yeah. It was it 1993. Makes you wonder. Yeah. Huh, what were we doing in 1992? Two, that was like, somehow yeah, what not... Was, what was right. happening prior to... Yeah. You know, um, I would say, I think, isn't that about... Well, no, George W. Bush was a little bit... Late. I was thinking, trying to think of, you know, as we've talked about this yeah. new initiative. Yeah. You know, Nation at Risk was in the 80s. Like, early 80s, yeah, right? Yeah, you'd have and then, some so I'm wondering what was the... there, because that would have been Bill Clinton, right? 1982 yeah. yeah. time. But I think so, that I think that the echoes of a nation at risk probably... Right, so we have to have some way to prove yeah, that, we're, through the country, right? that we're getting the yeah. most qualified teachers. Yeah. And in my mind, I'm certain that that's why they decided to have this separate entity was yeah. in their, their frame of thinking. Don't know this, haven't talked to anybody, certainly could do that. I'm sure there's still some legislators, legislators that are around that I could speak to about that. But in my mind, I'm assuming that they created that because they wanted to have the highest quality teachers yeah. possible. Which so, is a beautiful intent. Of course right. it's right. I yeah. want mm -hmm. high quality Everyone teachers. Everyone does. I'm a but parent. But what I, I want don't that. understand yeah. is why we created this entirely separate board from the Department of Education mm -hmm. that has its own executive director. Mm -hmm. 
It has its own uh, assistant director. Yeah. Uh, staff. You know, I mean, staff. I, I, yeah, I, yeah. I looked, and I'm not going to quote an exact number, but I would assume anywhere from 10 to 15. I could be wrong yeah. by a little, uh, by yeah. a few. But even so, who are these 10 people that get to make these decisions mm-hmm. about who who is a professional teacher? who who they're they're reviewing my credentials mm-hmm. and then handing down to me and all the teachers in our state that right. whether you're qualified or not and i would bet and just from looking at on their website not one of them was a teacher in the classroom right. so, 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 so and if i'm wrong about that i'll certainly correct myself yeah, but just find out. you sure. know perusing the website yeah. not a background in education so how did we determine that this group of people had this power now have this power mm-hmm. to say whether I'm qualified mm-hmm. or not to teach a certain subject in a certain area and pay them money to do it for the privilege of them of, determining of having done whether, so. exactly right. yeah so and what are they doing with all of that money because I can't be the only one sending in applications clearly I'm not or they wouldn't make applications a hundred dollars to review right i mean what other profession has that i'd really like to know you like beauticians and estheticians okay but i, I guarantee that it's not a hundred dollars i i could and you know actually I, i've talked to my hairdresser about this mm-hmm. because you know who do you go to when you need when you need therapy and you don't go to your therapist shout you out to, to phil if you're yeah, listening my, right phil now. my hair my hairstylist duh yeah. Um, I asked him, I said, do you have Has to have work? continuing right. yeah. credits like I do? Like yeah. I have to have so many every five years. He goes, no, they require nothing, no continuing, right. no, like you got to go and yeah. get up on the latest, mo- yeah. you know, hair coloring. Uh, you when know, is it good or not right, good? I don't or, know. <laughs> well, no, yeah. just, just like the new way to do it yeah. or the new styles or even right. like if you do makeup, right? Like. How how are we doing that right. as a makeup artist? Like none of that. You don't have to have any yeah. credentialing. You right. know CTEs if you right. can whatever yeah. whatever make, you want to call it. I, you know, I suppose we make the argument that the teaching is obviously a little bit more. I, no offense to to anywhere, but this is a you know there, there's something going on there. The changing with the times. The changing it's with the times, more, yeah. and you know, and obviously, there, okay. you know, there's it's a it's a serious thing. But again, I guess. You, you know, we, we would go back to your main question, which is, you know, you have to pay, what, what was it? Uh, it's $200 the, every well, five For an years, application right? they have, okay, so to get your certification recertified yeah. uh, every five years, yeah. which you have to renew every five years, sure. is $200. Okay. And then any other thing that you would like to have. You have to pay on top of that. Added on to. Yes. So, sort of like with the airlines, right? If, if you right. want a seat, it's this much. If you right. want a pillow, it's this much. Right. If you want to be able to, you know, okay, I, right. I got it. Okay. And, of course, the, the, the question that you are swinging back to, which is the broad question of our, you know, and purpose of our podcast, is um, to whom does this money go and does it need to be that way? Right, because right. honestly... If you can make the case that the money that I give to the Professional Teaching Standards Board um, went to actually making sure teachers yeah, were like, what are, better certified or, you know, yeah. had more credentials, whatever, well, that would be a good argument. But what if but, they made the argument that we are because we're checking all that stuff out? 
it cost me $100 to look at this transcript. But again, it's that frame of thinking we've talked about numerous times, which is, no, actually, it's a box checking. Because if I'm sending you my transcripts, which I paid for, mm-hmm. so let's not forget that too. When you get a oh, transcript, yeah, you have to pay money to send 30, it to thirty to fifty bucks. To right. Get a so copy you pay that money right. to send to them to yeah. look over your own transcript mm-hmm. when it could be you calling them up on the phone and saying, "Here's my transcript. I'll tell you everything on it." Right. But that's not good enough. Right. Yeah. We need somebody to look it over, mm-hmm. which you and you can't send them unofficial. You can't send them ones that are free. Mm-hmm. So if you, like me, have collected credits from lots of places, you're now asking me to pay, pay and most schools charge between 15 and $30 mm-hmm. for, an official for an official transcript. Mm-hmm. You sent, have to send those. Mm-hmm. And so you're paying, if you're paying, say you're paying $20 for five schools, there's yeah. another. Yeah. We're talking hundreds of dollars. There's hundreds your hundred, of yeah, dollars. Yeah, there's your, you know. Yeah, yeah. And these hundreds of dollars somehow going to this separate entity, again, separate from the State Department of Education, mm-hmm. I suppose there's a rather thin argument you could make that what you would want to do is separate teacher certification from the vagaries of the political system, I suppose. But again, at what cost? Right. Well, right? here's the other thing that doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. And I want to reiterate again, I want highly qualified teachers. Absolutely. Not a I pride myself on being a highly qualified yeah. teacher. But here's the thing. The, the Department of Education, the State Department of Education offers professional development for us. Right. They offer these credits. And they say, and there's, oh, these are already, these have been approved by T- PTSB. Well, yeah, you're the State Department of Education. So why don't we just... Hello? Wait a minute. I I'm think... confused. Hello, I think I may have found an opportunity to save some money. So here you go. Huh. An entire separate bureaucratic... Hoop. Yep. That you have to jump through. Right. When this, when the State Department of Education it fully admits to you... We're well, doing this. Well, yeah. and they got approved by this other separate entity. Right. Makes zero sense. It's a sense. little, so yeah. If you want to save money, legislators and state legislatures that have a separate teaching standards board, I don't know if it's called that in every state. Yeah, it That's probably just goes what by it's called names. in our yeah, state. Right. Yeah. Wouldn't you think huh. that you could save some money I think without might. having a separate executive director, a separate assistant director, yeah. and all the staff that reviews your credentials? I mean, Sure, maybe the easiest solution, really, okay, maybe you wouldn't save the money if you just absorbed them into the Department of Education, right? right? Those jobs would still exist, Mm -hmm. except I don't know why you would need an elected superintendent of public instruction and an executive director at that point. Yeah. Uh, So there's one position, which both of them make quite a bit of money, um, that you could just absolve. Mm Mm-hmm. So if you're looking to save some money, it just doesn't make sense to me. Nobody has really given me much of an argument as to why they have it. Right. Well, again, I, I for, you know, to, to that point, I would just go back to 1993. Yeah. Well, you know, again, what, what happened? There? Moses didn't come down from the ten, you know, from from the mountain carrying the Ten Commandments and the Professional Teaching Standards Board. Right. You know, 1993, a time within living memory. 
Right. And of before all we us, before know? we move on to yeah. the higher ed stuff yeah. that, you know, we're going to talk about, I would just say that, you know, one of the things that is always said to teachers, as you know, mm-hmm. uh, we got to be change agents, you know, and which yes. most of us do. We embrace change. Yep. However, I, not everything needs a change. Um, I would say that this is one area where why is it that just because we've always done this since 1993, we have to continue doing it? I love the phrase always since 1993. Right. Why do we have to continue to do that? You <laughs> well, know, like forever. Because right. nobody's yeah. even talking about it. I think we are the only ones bringing this up. I don't up. hear anybody. Most of the teachers, I, I'm shocked how many teacher friends I have that, that the only thing they usually complain about is, well, I have to get all the information together and send it to PTSB. I'm sorry. Why aren't you complaining that you have to pay a hundred dollars for an application for them to look at it, and then two hundred dollars to get it renewed? Well, I mean, I I think that yeah, I think that that many many people, um, and this is not an indictment of of people. That I think this just happens to be, you know, I think you and I are wired the opposite way. But we look at things, you know, we look at things the the way they the way that they are, and we go, huh? Well, why does that? You know, I mean, yeah, it's a pain to get it all together and then it's a pain and, you know, and you got to write that check and, you know, and, and yeah, that, that that's, and some people just leave it at that. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's fine. Right. Leave it at that. However, when right. you like, you know, like you digging a little bit deeper, asking some other questions, you know, and again, you set, you find out that this place, you know, employs X number of people, separate executive director. You find out that it's only been in existence since, since 1993. And then you make, I, I, I love your question, which is like, huh, so what was going on in 1992? Mm-hmm. That was somehow, like, what, all of all the of teachers sudden, sucked right. before well, 1992? I guess, you I, know, as you're talking, you know, I think maybe the argument, one argument that the other side can make, like we always like to think about that, is that maybe in creating it, they wanted to professionalize the profession as a teacher to make it somehow appear... Uh, that we are professionals. I mean, I don't know why you would need a separate board to prove that we're professionals when you're required to go to college and get a degree and do... I think think that that, that that's one of the things that, you know, that that across across time, uh, I think, definitely gets lost, you know. So we, uh, you know, what, what happens is that, you know, people go from year to year and leadership changes and new governments and new legislators and legislatures and right. And it just kind of goes and it just, it just kind of perpetuates. But what we all, but, but what doesn't get, get transmitted is the why, you know, it, we lose the, why. maybe it was a very important thing to do, you know, all those years ago in 1993, maybe it was a very important thing to do. But one of the things that an institution or an organization loses over time is that the what is transmitted and the how is transmitted, but the why is not transmitted. Right. And that's why organizations don't change very often. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's why they don't change very effectively. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's why it's very difficult to make an organization go away or be restructured if it needs to be. Mm-hmm. because. It might have been a very important thing to have done in 1993. And maybe there was a very important why. The why does not get transmitted to the new executive director. The new executive director is, you know, if, I'm not saying that he's new or she. I'm just saying, you know, if a new person comes in, it's like, yep, and now I'm the executive director of this organization. Mm-hmm. And we do this. Why do you do this? 
we don't really get to that question, <laughs> right? Yeah. I, so there it is. What a beautiful, what a beautiful thing right there. What a beautiful sort of philosophical way to to end that. Do you have every anything else that you want to do on on? Well, I think if I think PTSB, of which always to sounds you. like PTSD to me, I know. But I don't, well, in yeah. which I, <laughs> which is <laughs> what you have okay. when you're done doing well, I was it. Right? Say, yeah. When you're filling out, we should make a joke about <laughs> that. We should make a joke. Um, we we are. But, um, we, but we please will. don't be offended by that. But, 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 but yes, you feel like you do have it when you're trying to go through all of the paperwork right. and send it off and then write your check for, you know, this money. Right. Yeah. Or yeah. Well, now it's no longer being sent off. You can't send paper copies. It's yeah. all electronically okay. done. How do they do? Because, so how do they do official transcripts? Electronically? You have to have them sent to PTSB. Well, Jen, what if somebody hacks the system? And forges a uh, well, you can have an email a, a too. transcript from you know most universities do allow emails now I don't too. Know. But... I think we've got some security. But so now here. you have to pay for an email essentially to get that transcript Man. emailed. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm thinking that there are some deep security concerns here. Somebody's going to mm-hmm. forge a transcript from the University of Northern Colorado about your English class. Well, maybe be... that's a good um, segue into higher yeah. ed. Uh, you're talking about transcripts, you know. Oh. University wow. transcripts or college transcripts. Let's talk about who are the people at the, uni- at the yeah. university and colleges. Well, level. there's a, you know, th- there's again this, the, the name of our episode, the title of our, of our episode today is Who Are These People? And, um, you know, particularly in the higher ed uh, milieu. Uh, it's true at, at school districts, like like K twelve school districts are also. No, we have accrediting, accrediting. agency, and yeah. they look yeah. at you know graduation rates. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I think that uh, that there is a group of people that I <laughs> when when I ask who are these people, in some cases I'm truly asking, like literally, like you really like, don't know who are these people. But I think that um, that that what I want to say. Uh, about this group of people, and this group of people are the accrediting agencies, of which there are many, and they are geographically uh, uh, tied or, uh, or or identified. Um, uh, places like uh, the Higher Learning Commission, and then you know there's the Northwest this and the Southwest et cetera, et cetera. There's a, yeah, a large location. group of them, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm going to talk about the accrediting agencies, but really I think what I'm going to talk about more is how the accrediting agencies, their existence and the things that they do, uh, somehow get interpreted or translated into the actual life and operation, and in particular, of course, the leadership of so campuses. would it be fair to say, I guess, then, before right. you continue, yeah. it might be in both of our situations, the more bureaucracy you right. have, yeah. the the bigger the chances right. for the wrong. Thing, yeah, <laughs> things become complicated. And again, I think it's also important to say, you know, much like I was saying a little bit ago with, uh, the, with PTSB, maybe there was a good reason and there's good intention, right? We want to have highly qualified teachers and we'd like to make sure that that, that, that things are going well. But again, there's something that um, that, that these layers of, uh, of bureaucracy uh, sort of by their existence just encourage box checking because right. all you want to do is make the person mm-hmm. above you happy. Yep. yep, we looked at that. Right. We did that. See, yeah. the box is checked. Yeah. We did that. We just want to say, I did this. 
mm-hmm. so that you're so that the person above you can say, "Oh, yeah, they did that." That happened. Yep. So that that person's going to say to the person above him or her, mm-hmm. "This happened," and so and so, so and so, so and so. And again, what what we lose is intent or purpose mm-hmm. up the we lose the why. Mm-hmm. So there it is. So yeah. it's the TPS report. It's the I TPS know I report. Love to yeah. Comment mm-hmm. and and talk yeah. about the movie Office Space, yeah. and I don't know. But it's the proverbial TPS everything report. can be. So we're talking an education system, but it can also be transferred to any yeah. place of level. You know, it's a any level organization bureaucracy. doing yes. anything you can possibly. So it's, it's the yeah. TPS report. So so I'm going to jump into uh, to the the accrediting agencies. Um, I think that there's lots of ways into this. You know, one of the things about the accrediting agencies, and I suppose this is this is uh, relative to uh, to to the PTSB, and again, I want to make sure that I say that the PTSB um, is that this is uh, a collection of agencies, a collection of uh, of, of organizations, of entities um, that are entirely unelected. Uh, we don't, know, you know, they have an incredible amount of power, and they have them because, and then we it. can't really answer that question well the only right. thing that makes sense yeah. is because we've given him the yeah power. because we decided so yeah. probably like in 1993 or something like that yeah. right but uh, you know accrediting agencies are actually far older than that but um but again you know the the reason that i like to say that is that if you are a person on the political right and you have some sort of an impulse to say local control and this and that and, and I, you know local control of our schools again i would like to say which oddly, i actually do support I, local I, control yeah mm-hmm. i agree with you mm-hmm. um there are agencies and entities that are making your local schools and colleges and universities do things that, you know, are that, you know, I don't want to say doing them against their will. That sounds that that sounds very sinister. But uh, but again, um, the these people are not elected. Uh, we don't know how they. You know, I used to I used to have a joke. I, I always used to say, uh, you know, a um, hundred dollars right now. Uh, if you can tell me who the president of the HLC is without looking, you know, and yet this is an organization, an entity uh, makes a lot of decisions that, that makes a lot of decisions and has a lot of power over what your schools can do. So I suppose that's that's the big question. So when I say, you know, who are these people? Literally, we don't know. We don't. Who are they? <laughs> right. Um, or how did they become where they are? Right. Like, that's Which would be fine. Thing. Maybe yeah. I would understand that. Right. right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. One of the things that, uh, well, the accrediting agencies do many things. Um, the the accrediting agencies take a a broad, like, overall look at how colleges are operating. And so they want to consider things like, um, they want to consider things like how colleges are run. What are the leadership structures of colleges? And, you know, here's the thing. Most colleges and universities, it, you know... We we have a, I have a joke too called best practices which is called plagiarism. Everybody steals from everybody else, right? Mm-hmm. So most colleges and universities they have you know I don't know what we're, they're very similar, you know you you might call different positions different names. Maybe you have a president, maybe you have a chancellor, maybe you have a it doesn't matter, right? So they would look at that. They uh, they they would look at um uh, at the financial stability uh, of colleges, uh, which is a little bit interesting, especially for the public colleges and universities, because if you're a public college or university, isn't there already financial oversight of the, I mean, anyway, so that's there. Uh, But of course, there are many private 
colleges and universities. So that, that, that might explain that. And then, of course, one of the things that the accrediting agencies do, and this has become very, very much the mode of thinking uh, in the last uh, 30, 35 years, um, one of the things that, that they do is this, this focus, and it comes from the world of business, continuous quality improvement. Okay? Yeah. And of course, what that means for those of us who are educators in the classroom um, and the various academic structures that are associated with us, what that means is assessment. Okay? So what they want to make sure, yeah, big, mm. oh man, <laughs> that was like an eye roll. I don't know, man, on the radio or on podcast, you can't see, you can't see the the eye roll. Yeah, right. Um, Because if we have the number. Because if we have have the the number, then everything will be perfect. If we could just, then everything will be beautiful. So um, colleges and universities uh, tend to, uh, they take accreditation very seriously. And of course, rightly so. Um, There are a couple reasons. They take uh, uh, accreditation very seriously um, because... Well, the front of house answer is we want to make sure that we're, you know, that we're providing a quality education to our students. And absolutely. OK, that, that, that's true, even though we can go, OK, yes, thank you. Uh, mm-hmm. That's, you know, that's the textbook answer. Mm-hmm. The other reason that, uh, that colleges and universities care deeply about accreditation is that if an institution is not accredited, they cannot receive and disperse federal, federal financial aid, yes. which means that the students can't get federal financial aid. Okay? Which means very few kids which can means, enroll. Which means very few people can... Especially can, at the community college Especially at, at colleges and universities around the yeah. country. Now, um, uh, at some point, we'll have to do a you know major discussion about why college is so expensive. Oh, I can't uh, wait for that one. You know, uh, you know, maybe if colleges and universities were properly funded by their state legislatures, you know. Right. Uh, you know, or to, or, I, I think or that's the federal like absolutely right. what we're going to yeah. do. And we, we will talk more about this because both of us, th- we despise the phrase, bang for your buck. Right. That everybody that funds education, you know, anybody who's elected loves to bring out that phrase. I want to make sure that we're getting our bang for our buck. That's right. And yeah. and uh, like you're buying a car. Yeah, or they don't even understand you know? what that means. Right. But not yeah. to take you off. No, no, no. It's no. It's, it's totally cool. Uh, once again, I mean, I think when we go off on these little side quests, it's demonstrating the truth of what you said at the beginning, the which is that it's all related. Yes. It's all mm-hmm. related. Yeah. Okay. So, um, one of the things that uh, that, that accrediting agencies have the power to do obviously, is deny, revoke, or otherwise not grant accreditation. Um, The accrediting agencies and the colleges and the universities are normally on some kind of a, uh, they're they're on a cycle of, of, let's say, Like um, four years? Well, it it depends. It's a four or five years, uh, which is to say, um, if if we track the beginning of a cycle from there is a site visit. So there's mm-hmm. a group of people and they actually come to... Which we don't know who those people are. The place. But how they got on there. But they Right, come. but they're there, right? <laughs> Normally other accreditors, uh, which maybe is fine. That's, yeah, you with, know, with their checklist. That's fine. You know, maybe that's good, okay? Um, and then they'll come and they'll talk to many people, da-da-da, okay? Then they'll go away. They'll write a something or other. They'll write a report. And the report will contain... Uh, things that they think are going well, things that they think are not going well, suggestions for improvement, and then your job as the institution or the organization over the next, you know, however many years it is, is to 
address Which, these things. And I think this would be fair to say mm-hmm. where another bureaucratic position was created by most universities and colleges and et cetera uh, is the Office of Institutional Effectiveness. Right, which is somehow the, uh, once again, it's the, and I'm about to get to this, it's the uh, the institutional response right. to these organizations. Uh, accrediting agencies, in, in, in the case that I'm talking about, PTSB and the other, mm-hmm. right, is that, once again, um, maybe these things are good, maybe they're bad, maybe they're largely good, maybe it's maybe it's oversight, maybe that's fine, right? But once again, or what I said at the beginning is it's the institutional response to this thing, right? Um, the minute you say this thing is very important, count on the office of this very important thing to be created. To be created. Right, <laughs> yeah. Um, this is kind of a, a natural, uh, you know, institutional response, I guess, right? Um, so where was I? I was talking about... Uh, how we don't necessarily know who these people are. We don't know how they got the power. Well, the institution's response to... Yeah, the institution's response to them. Um, It's funny because I've had... People have come to me, friends and and colleagues uh, around the country have come to me and and they've described wildly different experiences with, uh, with some of the accrediting agencies. Uh, before we got started today, I was, you know, telling you that my friend John, um, uh, actor and, uh, uh, and uh, you know, running a, uh, is the head of a performing arts uh, uh, section in a uh, in a school out in uh, out in St. Louis. Um, we were talking about this one night, uh, you know, because John and Chris were over here and we were having some. It was after rehearsal one night and we were doing some things and he was talking about their last uh, accrediting visit and he had said, Oh man, you know, he's something like our last accrediting visit, man, I love those people. It was just so collaborative. It was so, you know, these people were just like, yeah, we're here to help you as the college do the things that you want to do. Tell us what you want to do. And we can, you know, we can definitely collaborate on this. And I stopped for, I don't know if you remember, we were upstairs, right? And I stopped for a minute. I was like, wow. That is really interesting to hear that because that is the complete opposite of the way that when when accrediting agencies are brought up at some places, it is it is as if R. Lee Ermy is coming <laughs> to the barracks right for inspection, and you are going to get beaten with a bar of soap. If you right. don't, you know, right. it's like we are here to punish you. And if your footlocker is unlocked, then pile, I'm going to make you eat this donut while you do 200 push-ups. But I think that that is more indicative. And I'm just going to say this because it's what I always say, which is to me, that's indicative of the culture in the building and the leader at the top, what they want to it's it, well. Behind. It's fear. It, yeah, yeah. They yeah. hide behind this. Oh, I'm gonna. Oh, I'm gonna get to that. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, when John said that, I was like, "Wow!" Because, man, there are people that I know who, when we are told that you know that that, that it's accreditation time, it is like, I mean, the fear of God is in you. You and know. I, I want to just point out that it is somebody's job. Okay, so we created this. And by we, I mean society. Mm-hmm. Created 
a specific position. So there is one person's whole job, and I'm sure there's more than just one, mm-hmm. but there is somebody's sole job to get ready for accreditation. Yep. You know that, right? Yep. That like all they do is collect the data and they mm-hmm. do all that. So that when that four years rolls around, right. they are collecting. We do the thing. Yeah. yeah. Like, so, yeah. Uh, and, I, and I guess, you know, what, what, what I want to say is that when, right, like if the response is fear, if the response is panic, that fear and panic lead to stupid, mm-hmm. right? Because if you're afraid, Right. If it's panic, you are going to do whatever you can do to, yeah, you're going to do what you're told. You're also going to do anything you can do to evacuate your own fear, to make yourself feel better, which leads to, as I always like to say, we're not just going to follow the rules. We're going to extra super duper times 10 follow the rules to show you how good we are. You know, just like a, uh, j- just like a child, um, when, uh, when, when, f- you know, found that he was doing something wrong is suddenly very interested in cleaning his room. You, you, you know what I mean? <laughs> right. right. Um, just gets very, very interested in, in cleaning their room. So, so panic and fear create stupid. And that's where you get, um, that's where you get fundamentalist approaches to rules and policies and procedures, Right. So it's not, you know, so it's, it's not even just letter and spirit of the law. It is a fundamentalist approach to this or that or the other. Um, normally around the areas of, uh, of assessment and, of, and what we call continuous quality improvement. Again, not saying that we don't want to get better. Getting better is very, very important. Right. I'm not sure that we need the office of getting better. Well, but we <laughs> you know, created it. I think we yeah. need, you know, we right. We can just have a cultural commitment to to, to getting better. So, but that, I think just to not, yeah, not to stop you again, yeah. but I think that again proves our point that we've made numerous times, mm. which is it it if you've been a teacher in a classroom or you've been an educator, yeah, getting better is the whole game. And you're now a person in power, right? You know what that looks like, and you're less likely to be yeah to be fear, panicked. fear right. and panicking mm-hmm. if you keep putting people in charge that have never been in yeah, the classroom that did an are, end run about that you know as they we were did saying it, the other day as fast as they could yeah. to get yeah. the PhD or the EDD then you don't necessarily then know you don't know you right. don't know yeah. what half of the stuff is saying yeah then, then then your only response is panic and fear and like I would say panic and fear leads to stupid. Uh, panic and fear, uh, therefore, more specifically in the thing that we're talking about or the way that we're talking, panic and fear leads to new initiatives, new offices, new, right, new positions, uh, because, oh my God, right, Jesus is coming, look busy, right? We, we have to do all this stuff. Um, colleges and universities are terrified that, uh, that accreditation can or could be revoked. Um, therefore leading to a funny thing, and you alluded to it just a moment ago, anytime a college or university or a superintendent, anybody, right? I'm saying anybody, right? Any, any organization of, of, of learning and teaching, uh, any school or school system that's subject to accreditation, um, it gives the people in power and in, an incredible trump card. I cannot believe that I use the word Trump, but I mean it in a different way. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
it's uh, it, it, it is the statement that will end all discussion. And it is this. Well, the accrediting agencies are saying that we have to do this. They said so. They The accrediting agencies are saying this. Which, again, if you don't know who these people are mm-hmm. and you don't know why they were created, mm-hmm. your response isn't going to be, well, I don't care what they say. You're going to go, oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. I guess we'll do what they I say. I guess we'll do what they say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's why they purposely... Yeah. Yeah. Which, which I, again, I don't want to say that, that every single time someone... Uh, uh, someone uses that sentence. The accrediting agents. This is coming from the accrediting agencies. I'm not saying that that's untrue every time. What I am saying is that it is almost always used as a hammer to bring down to end the conversation. Right. Well, I think then you know, and I asked you this, and maybe you'll get to it. Mm-hmm. And, but I think this may be a good place to mention it. Yeah. Because I asked you first of all, how many? I don't know how many higher learning, you know, um, not HLCs, but like how many colleges, universities, uh, trade schools. I don't even know how many of those exist in the United States. Well, it's funny that you should say that, Jen, because um, because wouldn't you know, right before this, did a little bit of research, did a little bit of research based um, uh, stuff, because I'm committed to continuous (laughs) podcast quality improvement. Improvement. Yes. Yeah. Um, and, and I, and I did it in like half an hour. Right. So I, I, like, I didn't need the office of podcast quality improvement. Right. I just you had don't a, need to create this. I had the internet yep. and it did Got it. it. Okay. There's one guy yep. and he did it. Yep. It's pretty crazy. Okay. okay. So here's what I found out. Okay. So once again, colleges and universities terrified of losing their accreditation. Okay. Okay. So you do a Google search. It's real complicated. <laughs> okay. Do a Google, a Google. search. The Google. You searched the Google. I used the Googleish. Okay. The Google machine. For Google. Here's what it did. Here's what I searched for. Colleges and universities that have lost their accreditation. Woo! Data. Okay. I did it. I'm a serious person. Okay? okay. Okay. Here's what it is. Well, how many are there first? Okay. I'm going to get there. Okay. All right. Um, I think I'm going to do it backwards. Okay. Okay. So, uh, the Wall Street Journal. This is actually the first hit. The Wall Street Journal had a list. Of 18 institutions of higher learning that have lost their accreditation since the year 2000. So in 21 years. 21 years. Okay. Okay. 18. 18. All right. Now, I did one-by-one research on that list. Some of the, well, at least one of them that I can't find any information for is probably straight up a diploma note. Or was. Right. Like straight up. But no longer exists. It doesn't exist. I can't find anything on it. Okay. Okay. All right. So I did the research, and what I was looking for was, A, the total number, that was 18, by the way, and then I was looking for what were the reasons given for the revocation of the accreditation, okay? Here is what I found. Um, I found that, according to my information, none, no no accreditations of any of these 18 colleges were revoked solely for a reason related to assessment or quality improvement. None. Okay. Three of the colleges and the universities that had their accreditation revoked, three of out of the 18, had, um, I put it into two categories, um, a collection of reasons, right? So more than one. Right. Reason. Or okay. a reason other than financial reasons. Okay. okay. Which brings me to the third category. Of the 18 colleges, okay, 
Three that I could not find any, well, one that I couldn't find any information on. Two that later had their their accreditation restored, either because legal action or whatever. So really then 15. Yeah. Okay. So um, out of uh, of these 15, 12 had their accreditation revoked because of financial mismanagement or instability. Oh, shocker. Now, some of them, and now I need to say most of these, and this gets real touchy and interesting here. Uh, almost all of them, uh, I would I would go back and look, but almost all of them, private colleges mm-hmm. and universities, meaning funding does not come from a state entity, mm-hmm. right, or so governmental, right? And of those, and again, I would go back and look, I didn't break it down this far, more than a handful historically black colleges and universities. Which we could have a whole nother segment oh, on boy, about that is a, why yep. that... Is happening. That is a complicated conversation. And what right I there. believe would right. be the reasoning behind that, but yeah, a complex collection of right. uh, of issues and reasons. Yes, um, but again, out of the okay, so there were eighteen, one that I couldn't find information on, two that had the accreditation restored, leaving fifteen, as you say, that had their accreditation revoked. Twelve of those for expressly financial. Reasons related to finance and instability. None for lack of data collection or assessment or, or anything like that, right? Now, here's what's, here's what's also really interesting about this. And I calculated this from the number 18. I suppose I should go and redo it. But if we take the number 18, right? There are 5,300 colleges and universities, institutions of higher learning in the United States. And it's important to note, that's everything from the beauty school to Harvard University. Okay. So 5,300. 5,300 of them. Okay. If 18 lost their accreditation, that is an incident, an incidence of, uh, of loss of accreditation, 0.33%. Less than, I mean, less than 1%. One third of 1%. That's how often this happens. So I kind of like the phrase, well, this is coming from the accreditors, and otherwise, you know, so we got to do it. I would like that to be less of a hammer mm-hmm. that shuts down well, clearly it is. conversations on, on campus, Yeah. right? You cannot tell me, you cannot simultaneously say that the sky is falling, right? And we're all going to, I mean, the whole thing. We're going to, this is terrible. It's an emergency. we got to extra super duper follow the rules. When 18 institutions total in 21 years, right, for the express reason of assessment or something expressly academic, none. Three for a combination of reasons. And 12 for financial reasons. You cannot tell me that the sky is falling when there is a one- third of 1% chance that the sky is falling. Some of the uh, some of the uh, uh, the colleges and universities that lost their their accreditation for financial reasons, some there there were a couple of them like we're talking about full-blown like embezzlement scandals. Like we're talking about like straight up <laughs> I'm talking about like some Enron level mm-hmm. type of things. Okay. Um but it's funny, not a single one related to, you know, expressly uh, 
lack of data collection or a lack of, right? right? Which begs the question, first of all, why then? Why the fear? Why the fear? Yeah. Why the fear? And Embrace that from a collaborative standpoint, right? right? Yeah. The second part I would say, Mm -hmm. and I've said this before, and I credit David Simon with this phrase, Mm -hmm. which is, it's probably because colleges can juke the stats, right? You can juke the stats to make them look how you want, Mm. right? So if the goal is institutional effectiveness to prove how you're doing X, Y, and Z, Mm -hmm. you can make the, you can collect whatever data you want to collect and make it say whatever you want it to say. And I'm sorry, I'll be the negative person and look at this as that is proof of that, in my opinion. Yeah. Because it just doesn't seem to be a thing that, that happens on a regular basis. And and any, anybody, you know, I'm definitely not a, a statistics person, but I know how to look at information and determine. Yeah, if there's know, a less than, if there's a one third of one percent chance of something happening, then I don't think we need to plan our lives around. Right, and I like, guess the other question I would say, since we can tie this back to what we were talking about at the beginning, which yeah. is PTSD, why do we have them and right. who are they? Why do we have, as we've mentioned, we want colleges to be. They, you know, legit. They're legit. Do, they're, do, they do what they want they need them to, to do. We want graduation rates. We want all this. When did we decide that we needed to have an entire commission yeah. of people we and don't even know? how are they know. funded? I mean, that's the thing that gets... Well, they're probably funded by the colleges and the universities that... Yeah. I mean, oh, sure. Well, you have it. to pay a fee, don't you? Uh, I don't know. I really don't. I, I think we should investigate that. But my yeah. understanding, just from the short research I did and looked at this, yeah. when you apply for accreditation or something like yeah. that you pay a fee or somewhat I, and so i don't i guess i don't know i, I mean i guess i mean i guess that, you know I'm, si- I'm sitting here i'm like shrugging my shoulders I'm, go- I'm going i don't know um i've worked in higher education for 16 years i don't know the answer to that question right and Do, I, is, doesn't that tell you something but i guess also it would make it uh, it would probably be less like right in your face and less obvious because each state funds their community it's colleges gotta be different differently. All the time, yeah, sure. Right? Ours yeah. is like, you just might as well shake your head and go, I have no idea what they're yeah, talking I'm about. Yeah, I'm sure it's d- different um, from state to state. Yeah, because yeah. Some, some states, as my understanding is, they fund K-12 and the higher education the same way, or they do yeah. something similar. And in our state, it's yeah. not. It's I guess, I guess th- this is just, separate. yeah, this is just one of those areas where... Um, I guess maybe you could say once again another uh, sort of tangential purpose in in us talking about this all the time is that these are things that uh, that that have real world everyday consequences on 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 the lives of educators and we cannot answer these questions. I guess the only time it's ever really mattered to me whether a college is accredited or not is when I've attended that college to make yeah, sure that my course. credits would be used yeah. for whatever. Yeah. But I really would have no reason otherwise to say um, from something that is apparently such a big deal in the higher education realm, what is the perp? I mean, what yeah. accreditation and what does accreditation do for you? What are those people doing? Yeah, I... Uh... Once you get your accreditation, then what's happening? Yeah, what one, I mean, I guess I guess we're we're back to once again. Whenever it became uh, common for accrediting agencies to do this and to and to have this kind of power and this kind of influence and these kind of responsibilities, I want to look at it in a slightly positive way. I'm sure it's a great responsibility. I'm sure it's very very important to do. But but whenever that happened, 
I, I would go back to the thing that I said before, which is the what and the how gets transmitted over the years. The why never gets... So I guess that's a good place to end. I mean, uh, I yeah. I don't know that we answered the question. I have the name more questions our, at the end than I do at the beginning. At the, at the name of our episode, which is who are these people? And we, I still don't, don't know. know. <laughs> we don't know who they are. We just talked for like so, a good 45 minutes. We didn't answer any questions. No, we just kind of told you we're just what our questions are. Wondering. Is, and then we're still left with who Man, are these people? I... Um, I, I guess if you know and you're listening to this and you want to, you know, put it in the comments I would love to section know. and yeah, or you know, email and again, or whatever. Not so that I can complain about it more, but at least I would know. No, we would know. It would be the, good to know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, agreed. I cannot believe that. So thanks for listening. Thanks to for us listening again. Yeah, um, we look forward to another episode next week and hope you're enjoying listening to the bitchy old teacher. Yeah, teachers. I know. I said I forgot to ask. Oh, oh, because you were giving the name. You were the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, right. Yeah, Um, yeah. We are, but again, not about those students. That's the thing that that matters. Um, Wow, it's a joy to be with students and uh, every single day. I'm sure everybody can find the the issues with the system, and that's what this is about. Oh my goodness! Again, I can't believe we came to that end end of that whole thing, and I still don't know what's going on. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Okay. See you next time. I'll come back with some more questions next time. All right. Bye-bye, everybody.